let me let me think about it for just a second. Okay. I also have to burp. That's fine. I'm currently ordering food, so. <laughs> okay. What food are you ordering? I'm ordering from Applebee's. Yum. Because I really want mozzarella sticks. Oh, so. I love mozzarella Thinking about sticks. doing, oh, I know. Th- it's because I'm talking to you. I was like, oh, mozzarella sticks. That is, uh, if that's my legacy, then I can die a happy woman. Hello, hello, and welcome to the podcast where we go absolutely cuckoo bananas over our favorite characters from Degrassi The Next Generation. I'm Keely Bell, and you can join me every week with a special guest to talk about how these characters did whatever it takes and how exactly they made it through. Welcome back to another week of Cuckoo Bananas, a Degrassi The Next Generation podcast. I am your host, Keely Bell, and I am joined today with Erin Berry once again. Hey, I know you all missed me. <laughs> and uh, It's been so long. It's been so long. But um, I'm excited because I get to talk with Erin today. And also I get to, I'm in the process of um, getting some more guest hosts because um, I've got a big, like, group of friends that that I promised that they could be on this podcast <laughs> and um so I'm, I'm in the talks of talking with them about getting on in future episodes but for today it's me and Aaron and you know Hello. we we love to deep dive we did I think mm-hmm. my Ellie episode is maybe one of the most listened to episodes <gasps> really mm-hmm. yeah. I'm gonna check anchor but I'm pretty sure it is um it's because i'm the favorite yes definitely (laughs) and not because ellie's literally the best character also it has to do with i think um my tiktoks started getting some traction the week that i put that out um Uh, so a lot because of of that episode obviously yeah totally totally Mm -hmm. but yeah a lot of people (laughs) were coming from tiktok i believe to the to the podcast and that was the week the the pot the episode of the week Uh, but um most people the most of the people have heard you um have heard like how awesome your takes are on these characters Aww. and when Aaron was on for Ellie she told me that she really wanted to do a couple characters but Liberty was one of them and I was like I'm planning bigger characters right now so we can just <laughs> we can just poop out a Liberty episode this week um that hopefully I won't have to yeah, we, edit we need much. a we need a break from the uh big major characters yeah like Toby <laughs> <laughs> yeah like Toby, like Toby and Terry, and, Terry uh, and, <laughs> and Ashley Kerwin you know how much I love her um mm-hmm. so what are our general opinions on Liberty Van Zant? Um, I have the same opinion that I had of Terry, mm-hmm. where she deserved more. Oh, yeah. Um, we were literally just talking about how all, basically all of her plots, starting, mm-hmm. what, season four? Yeah, basically. Were all JT. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. All JT. And so trying to find plot points for this was difficult, because yeah. we're going to cover all, all of that. Basically, yeah. And ship talk. Ship talk. But yeah, because, like, every, like, it's, even things like Liberty, like, I, we even were like, should we do her pregnancy? And it's like, yeah, I think. <laughs> I was like, I think her pregnancy is independent enough, but it's still, you know, has to do with JT mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. is kind of a bigger plot for JT than it is for Liberty. Oh, um, yeah. So, 
yeah, like I my opinions on Liberty are about are generally the same. Like I do think she deserved better. Um I think her she's one of those characters where it's unfortunate that um they did kind of a 180 on her. Like there are characters that like say like Peter who it's like okay, they got tired of him being a bad boy, so mm-hmm. they turned him into a funny guy, right? Mm-hmm. And like for Liberty, it was they got tired of her being fucking hilarious because Liberty was the funniest person on this show for mm-hmm. like three seasons, and then they they were like, okay, she can't be funny anymore. Yeah, <laughs> she apparently. is now just a wet fucking blanket, and it all kind of does start like when she gets pregnant. Like she gets to spend those first few seasons being hilarious, comedic relief, really mm-hmm. like. A, a nice sprinkling on top of everybody's drama where it's like you would just have Liberty giving off a, a funny one-liner and then you're like, oh my God, that's so funny. Mm-hmm. But um, as she goes on, she kind of just becomes this like wet fucking blanket and like just oatmeal is what JT describes her as. <laughs> oatmeal. Oatmeal. Because we that's what we all want to be described as by the love of our life, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oatmeal. Um, how much, yeah. like, we we talked a lot last episode for Terry about how much we can relate to Terry. How much do you feel like you relate to Liberty? Um, I think the the way I can relate to Liberty is that like I was a nerd, mm-hmm. and so like trying to, you know, kind of change myself for people so mm-hmm. I can fit in. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Because she does. She did that a lot. Yeah. Early um, on. Yeah. But I think that's just about it. Like, I yeah. mean, I'm not, I'm not a woman of color. I uh... well, I've already, I've, I've talked about this on on TikTok just a tiny bit, where it's um, mm-hmm. like Liberty never to me felt like the representation I wanted nor deserved. Yeah, for on on, on Degrassi as a black yeah. woman because like there's a, the issue of the first two black regulars, you know, pre Hazel. Um, Mm -hmm. The first two black regulars both being mixed and that's where the colorism kind of comes into it where it's like Liberty is played by a mixed actress, but her Mm -hmm. character is supposed to be all black. So like Liberty is played by a mixed actress, therefore has lighter skin Mm -hmm. and presumably Liberty's parents, I mean, not presumably, we do see them, Liberty's, both of her parents are black and Danny is extremely dark. So it's like... Mm-hmm. It, it, it it always left like an, a weird taste in my mouth that both Jimmy and Liberty are like that where yeah um it's it's really the colorism jumping out in the world and with yeah. Degrassi so Liberty to me never truly felt like the representation like my representation yeah. like as a black woman not that mm-hmm. she's not black she is it's just it's kind of it, it, it felt like they were casting them in kind of a like a, a like kind of like a colorblind sort of way mm-hmm. um which isn't the way to do representation usually. No. So um, I, I've never fully related to Liberty. I did relate in the sense that I was also a nerd. Um, I tried desperately not to be though. Like I, I tried to be very cool. I didn't, yeah. I wasn't as like outwardly nerdy mm-hmm. as Liberty, but like I wore glasses. I still wear glasses. <laughs> I wore glasses, which means I was a nerd. But, um, but yeah, like that's kind of where I stand with Liberty. Yeah. Um, so what, well, I'll, I'll go first this time since mm-hmm. I think I made you go first both last 
both times that we've yes. last recorded. Yes, because, is- <laughs> because she hates me, dear listener. <laughs> yeah, I'll go first this time. Okay. Of sharing Liberty's arc in three sentences, which I have not prepared for at all. <laughs> so, um, Liberty Van Zant starts her time on this series as a comedic relief friend of Emma and Manny and JT and Toby. Period. Um, though on the outskirts of our core four being Emma, JT, Toby, Manny. Mm-hmm. She creates a mainstay of being their friend. That's not mm-hmm. a sentence, but you know what I mean. Period. Yeah, that works. Um, <laughs> and in the end, we watch her blossom into a woman who is more than just her brain period uh that was i i wish i could have gotten one more sentence there but i i i fucked myself over it's fine it's fine we did fine everything is fine (laughs) everything is great everything is awesome (laughs) all right liberty van zant started off hilarious period Oh, wait, wait, no, no, no. No period there. Let's, let's <laughs> do a comma. And super nerdy, period. Okay. Liberty then started to get boobs <laughs> and started becoming hot. So the writers were like, hmm, what should we do with this person? I know, let's put them in overalls and have them obsess over this uh, one nerdy guy, <laughs> period. That's a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Then she gets pregnant and doesn't die, despite what Spring Awakening may tell us. <laughs> but her boyfriend does. <laughs> Period. <laughs> I was like, her boyfriend does what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good, good. We, I think we hit all, our three, our six sentences combined, I think, hit mm-hmm. all the beats. Yep. And maybe in weird ways, but it, all the beats were hit. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's Liberty's arc in three sentences. I would mm-hmm. say we, we did that pretty well. We did. Um, so, well, your first plot point is chronologically the first one in our, yeah. out of our six combined. Yeah. So... Um, would you like to do us the honor of going first? Sure. <laughs> so the first plot point we're talking about is when um, Emma Nelson, because of her tragic, tragic, almost uh, child uh, trafficking <laughs> yes. moment, which they didn't mention in Never the first again. episode. Well, no, no, no. In your first episode, you did not make this connection. What? Why Emma... Like, thought that Armstrong was being all creepy to on Liberty. Yes. And you know what is funny? We realized that after, but it, it's in our first, the, the, the well, lost episode. Well, that doesn't count. It doesn't. You're 100% correct. It is in the lost episode, and we, 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 we really hecked up. We hecked up with we that one. We hecked up. Yep. Anyway. 
Um, I, I do wish canonically that they had made that connection for us. Yeah. I do wish they had spelled that out a little bit for us. I had to have that fight with people in the comments of my TikToks about like, well, all the, the subtext is there. And I'm like, guess what, sweeties? Subtext is just that. <laughs> it's underneath. I wish a lot of things were more explicitly said on this show. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's talking about how Liberty, who is known for being like this smart mm-hmm. girl getting all like good grades um has dyscalculia yeah dyscalculia yeah. dyscalculia i would say it's calculia yeah. calculia i'm gonna it's, fuck that up a lot it's, so um, <laughs> i think it's a good i like it was a good way to kind of show that like the smart kid even has issues mm-hmm. like yeah as, as someone who for me like i went to school and i went like in fifth grade I got put in the like gifted and then yeah exactly. yeah the gate mm-hmm. program in elementary school giving anxiety to elementary school kids that's yes, gate that's beautiful <laughs> it just because she was known as like the smart girl or mm-hmm. whatever like it's it she wanted to keep it a secret and not talk about it because right. she didn't want people to you know know that she had issues and she was struggling exactly exactly Um, and when and they start the show at age 12 11 I actually think this is mm -hmm. like a weirdly like very vaguely mentioned thing on the show but I want to say that Liberty is a year canonically a year younger than everyone else but Mm -hmm. like in their grade so like that she was that she that she skipped a grade or something yeah so she already had to basically try and like prove herself which would exactly. explain why she was so like uppity and like mm-hmm. so uh such an overachiever i should say yeah definitely definitely um, so yeah basically what happens is we see armstrong armstrong and liberty alone and because emma's being emma mm-hmm. which i like watching through the episodes emma's kind of like the worst but she's i somebody one of our lovely lovely listeners um gave us an email thank you someone finally emailed us yeah um, did you send that is it that is it the one you sent me it was um the one before that no oh. this one was from tiara who um i hope i pronounced her name right but she said something that was that that was great she said emma was annoying not a war criminal (laughs) so like people who hate emma really act like she was the worst bitch alive like like, yeah she was annoying i don't but she wasn't a war i don't hate her she's just she's she's not a very good friend yeah um emma was like walking by or was like spying on them and then she was talking to, I believe, Manny about it. Mm-hmm. And Terry had overheard, which one, like, Emma, don't talk about that shit. In front, yeah, like, in front of people. Like, when no. I found my best friend's nudes on Twitter, I didn't mm-hmm. talk about it in front of a bunch of people. <laughs> Though, it's interesting how um, we say this, right? Mm-hmm. But you, we do we remember what it was like being middle, in middle oh, school? Oh, yeah, and- no. And, like, spreading the rumors about, like, the creepy teachers and oh, stuff. Yeah. And poor Liberty had to be the, um, the, what is that? What would you call that? The pawn in all Yeah, of basically. And, like, even though, like, it even, and Terry was like, Emma, you're the one who said it. Like, mm-hmm. and Emma did feel genuinely bad. And then Liberty was hurt over this. 
Right. And she was like, she was like, how could, why would you think Armstrong would be doing things to me? He's, he's, he's helping helping me. me. And then you find out Mm -hmm. that she has, she has issues with numbers and Mm -hmm. math and stuff. That's, it's where the numbers like get all mixed up. Right. Yeah. Which like, yeah. It's awesome that like they, Degrassi, the writers of Degrassi made it so, um, so that way the like quote unquote smart kid has this learning mm-hmm. disability because like I even like I don't have a learning disability but mm-hmm. depression does get in the way of like mental health does get in the way of of uh, like work and stuff yeah so like yeah. I understand it from a, like a different perspective mm-hmm. be- because I don't have as far as I'm aware I don't have any kind of like learning disability yeah like I um I I want to say that because like obviously the early 2000s I would say were big for like <laughs> these were these were the mental issues that were trendy in the early 2000s mm-hmm. um depression mm-hmm. um bipolar Still disorder <laughs> bipolar disorder and also um dys- dyslexia yeah they were gaining traction because people were just now like discovering that you know this is something diagnosable early yeah Right. So you can like diagnose a kid with it and then change their lives forever yeah. and allow them to figure out and, how to and, and ADHD. have a normal life. Don't forget about ADHD. Yes. Yes. ADHD was also huge. Um, so th- most people knew what dyslexia was, but I want to say, and I watched this late in life, like probably in the late to like the late 2000s to the early 2010s for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like, probably the early 2010s, honestly. Mm-hmm. And um, I had no idea what dyscalculia was. Yeah. Until I watched this episode. Oh, yeah. I didn't even know it existed. Like, mm-hmm. I see. So the first season, I don't think I watched. I know I started watching it, like, sneakily in my room. Mm-hmm. Um, around season, like, I think they were probably just doing reruns of season mm-hmm. two when Ellie was introduced. Yeah. Um. So, like... I just, like, watching that first season, I was like, oh, shit, like, yeah, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, I have, I, I have so many friends who have been like, yeah, I have, I have dyslexia or I, I have ADHD. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't imagine how difficult, right, like, school and stuff was. Because one of mm-hmm. my friends, they just got diagnosed with ADHD and they're my age. Yeah, it's, they're they're it's, 25. And mm-hmm. I think what's happening is a lot of people are starting to realize that um, what they thought was like, uh, what they thought was, you know, poor work ethic, mm-hmm. or, um, you know, or inability to focus or all of those things are, they're starting to realize that is ADHD. Yeah. Um, and with dyscalculia, dyscalculia, dyscalculia mm-hmm. um I personally I don't I as far as I know don't also don't have any learning disabilities but I do have issues with numbers yeah. where it's very hard for me to um to to count to like keep track of like counting mm-hmm. it's very hard for me I still to... use my fingers to count same but um it's especially very hard for me to look at lists of numbers yeah like when I was in statistics in high school I it, it looking at long lists of numbers mm-hmm. gives me the biggest stress in the world because they all start to kind of just mush together mm-hmm. so I can totally relate to that with liberty um and how scary oh, that yeah. feels and how like it's just 
and and soul crushing it is to oh, when yeah. you're 12 be because like you're just coming out of elementary school when you're 12 mm-hmm. and in elementary school because all of our classes were in the same class in the same day mm-hmm. all of our subjects we all thought that the smart kids were good at everything yeah liberty had to like really take a a, a pride thing mm-hmm. where it's like she had to a blow to her ego help. yeah there we go like she had to ask for help which like is the worst when you are somebody who you think you like like oh i've i've been getting through school my entire life without help like for me personally i in when i got to college mm-hmm. Well, even when I was in community college, this wasn't a problem because we didn't have office hours. Mm -hmm. When I got to university, they have office hours that are required, where you're required to ask for help from your professor. And I'm like, no, I hated office hours Mm -hmm. so much because I didn't want to have one-on-one discussions with my professor about anything I might be have I might have questions on, which like Mm -hmm. is not how it should be. (laughs) No. But anyway, that's my first plot point yeah. with a bunch of random rambling <laughs> in the middle. It was lovely. It was, and I think that was it would, a great plot that they – one of Liberty's first ones. Well, I don't think they ever mention it again. No, they don't. Um, I don't particularly care for any of Liberty's early plots because they're just a little uh, – nothing's fun about them really to me. Um, mm-hmm. But – I where we do kind of get in it's a little shippy but it also has to do with Liberty like her place in the social hierarchy of Degrassi which is in the one of the first episodes of season four Emma's ex-boyfriend the incomparable Christopher Sharp my the love of my life I love him yeah he's the worst like I ship it like the worst actor that's ever existed on the show by far oh yeah but he Chris Sharp an icon and only like even more iconic because he after breaking up with Emma over the summer decides that he is going to go for liberty and be her first like romantic conquest outside of um JT and Towers um (laughs) iconic iconic um Liberty Towers. Liberty Towers Van Zant. <laughs> Towers Van Zant. He would take her last name. They're taking her last name. 100%. Uh, so Liberty and Chris strike up a little bit of a flirtation, if you will. And mm-hmm. this is another, like, Emma preying on Liberty. <laughs> Their friendship is odd, right? Like, we, yeah. we just, with your first plot, it was Emma being like, spreading rumors about liberty what yep. you know un, you know unbeknownst to her she didn't she didn't know she was spreading a rumor but this one emma was indeed just being a bitch yeah and she felt like and especially this is season four is her soft glow up where it's like oh that's those are bangs those are that's a that's a cute skirt like she develops a bit of a fashion sense that isn't just hippie and so mm-hmm. emma is feeling her oats as a regular human woman and she, like oatmeal <laughs> feeling i don't know where the phrase feeling her oats comes from <laughs> but maybe it just means that you are becoming liberty van zant you are feeling oh. your oats <laughs> um, i feel like so i feel like sarah something, something, sarah something, bearable something. to shower Yes, which is a beautiful last mm-hmm. name, and I will never be able to say it. <laughs> um, started developing, I want to say, maybe sooner, mm-hmm. because I 
than the other girls. So I feel like they had to dress her down a That's lot. That's probably what because, happened. Yeah. Because like I I think watching it all of a sudden it was like, damn, Liberty, mm-hmm. you have some boobs. Yeah, like she's um she's got the she's up she's like heavy up top and then like really like skinny everywhere else. Um, so yeah, if, Emma is now coming into her own, but Liberty's still a bit of a nerd, still a bit of an outcast. And so when Emma mm-hmm. finds out that Chris Sharp is interested in Liberty, she takes it as a blow to her own ego, which is so fucked up. Yep. <laughs> like, like I'm, and and the sad part is, and this isn't an Emma, this is not an Emma episode, but the sad part is, I feel like we can all relate to that just a little bit, you know? Yep. <laughs> yeah we we all go you know after after my ex like in high school who shall be nameless because nobody knows who that Mm -hmm. is obviously um you know i'm fairly certain that that ex started dating mostly men afterwards like which is fine like totally great however as a teenager Mm -hmm great it, it was made like, me feel fantastic oh i turned him gay lovely love that for basically me. yeah i totally see that so yeah we can't we can't be like mad at emma for being like oh mm-hmm. he downgraded but still like that's pretty fucked up and it and it just goes to show like liberty's place for a little while there was one to mm-hmm. fawn over jt and two to be emma's kind of um Emma's like scapegoat, I guess, for her own humanity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's terrible. But Liberty existed so the... that Emma could be like charity. Yeah. <laughs> like, basically. Sacrificial lamb so that Emma can be like, guess what? Kind I'm of... a good person. I'm a good person because I let my ex date my ugly friend. Exactly. Ex- <laughs> precisely. Precisely. And so I just, I'm, what I'm trying to get out of this for Liberty's sake, because those, those episodes are Emma episodes. Those are Emma, those are to further mm-hmm. Emma's development mm-hmm. and to um, shine a light on Liberty's insecurities. To be like, see, mm-hmm. even the smart girl has issues, even the because despite being a nerd and being fucking very smart liberty is also stone like she is unabashedly herself for a lot Mm -hmm. of that time and Mm -hmm. so like she's like painfully confident a little bit because it's like you watch her and you're like how can she be so confident being this way and we all know people like that right yeah um and so it's like she is it's like she's nails on a chalkboard and yet Mm -hmm. she's so confident how and Mm -hmm. so it's like um for for that for your plot it was like oh even the smart girl has um insecurities about her education about her learning ability and this one was even the too confident for her own britches girl Mm -hmm. can feel um can feel things when you insinuate that she is not worthy of having someone after you, even if that man yep. does look like Chris Sharp. <laughs> even Wait. if that man is in too big double denim <laughs> and a bucket okay. hat. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Liberty's place in the social hierarchy is never really put up for debate until this episode where it's like, oh, mm-hmm. this is how. Emma really feels and presumably how a lot of people really feel about Liberty mm-hmm. where it's like they're putting her down um, constantly. constantly and it's like oh I wasn't aware she was ugly until now really um, yeah. she was just annoying and now that she's not annoying they had to find some other kind of uh, yeah. way to get um, to, to get at her 
which, you know, mm-hmm. is also very high school, a pretty formative plot for both Emma mm-hmm. and Liberty, where it's like, oh, um, this is how Liberty feels in a romantic setting when she's not only going after JT. Yeah. Uh, and it was interesting to see her outside of that. Mm-hmm. But we can talk more about that in ships. What is your yeah. second plot point? My second plot point is one that Keely mentioned. Mm-hmm. her The hockey plot. Yes. So Liberty wants to be on the hockey team for whatever reason. <laughs> Which like, it was like, they really uh, cycle in these like what's the word like um these like uh trendy sports like Mm because like like the gymnastics team only existed so that manny could do a front walkover and or that so the Mm -hmm. the gymnastics team only existed so hazel could do a front walkover and be like oh i'm on my period so that manny could find out that she was pregnant yeah and then so it's the same for the hockey plot where it's like the hockey team only exists so that liberty can be labeled a tyrant yeah so and but so what happens is liberty become like it is terrible at hockey mm-hmm. indoor hockey floor hockey i think and they call it whatever it's indoor <laughs> hockey um and so then miss hatalakos hatalakos um is like you can be the team manager which is like basically like going up to a drama student and being like yeah. you're gonna be you're gonna be the stage exactly manager. but like in high school stage After, manager doesn't yeah. mean anything <laughs> yeah um and so basically she becomes like a tyrant because she thinks she knows everything mm-hmm. and she wants as as she should she wants the, the girls to have better uniforms and so yeah she she sets up this thing with the boys wrestling team. I think it's basketball the basketball team. team. Mm-hmm. Because Joey was is, was going to support the basketball team. Um, and someone asked him and he was like, you know, I don't know. Like, And so she sets up this whole thing and everybody's like, but we're just doing this to have fun, Liberty. Mm-hmm. Liberty's like, no, this is my life. Yeah, she takes it <laughs> way too seriously. Yeah, um, and eventually she kind of learns, like, okay, we're having fun, right. like, that as long as we work hard, like, it doesn't matter, like, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, like, it's a terrible plot, but, like, literally, it's the only, like, non-JT plot mm-hmm. before the pregnancy. Yeah, like, she, um, that whole plot is unfortunately, like, mm-hmm. one, like, the time that we get to see Liberty shine, right? It's, I think, mm-hmm. maybe one of, if not, if the Dyscalculia one was her first, then this one is her second, like, mm-hmm. major plot, uh, where yep. it's, like, it's her A plot. And it's, it, and we just had to make her the most insufferable person alive. Yeah. But <laughs> um, I guess it, it go, it's, it's maybe making a comment on um, how she might, like, she might have wanted to join the hockey team as a means of fitting in. Right, yeah. and then it's like, well, yeah, and- if I can't join them, then I might try to um, uh, control, control them, them and exactly. I, and it brings up um, it brings up her control issues. Oh too, yeah, one hundred percent. Because her dad, her dad, like, comes off as like the most controlling oh, person yeah. in the world. One hundred percent. Um, 
and you see that when they like when she starts dating JT mm-hmm. and like how they have to basically keep it a secret. Yeah, that whole family is very uh, controlled yeah. because Danny's the same way. Yeah. So it was her trying to control something because she doesn't have face. She basically doesn't have control of her life mm-hmm. because her she has to get good grades. Yeah, and she has to do this and she has to do that and she has to do this. She has to date the best people. Right. Like it. It goes to show, like, hey. Adults, let's not be so hard on our kids. Exactly, because like, this is the way value and like value your children based on how good their grades are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, rather than who they are as a person. Yeah, because then when that's all they know, that's how that's how they know to show that they love something, which is what Liberty mm-hmm. does with the hockey team. Is she's trying mm-hmm. to show them that she cares, but really she's just controlling, controlling them and making things not fun for them. Yeah, thank you for bringing up her control issues because that is, you know, I was trying to find like what is her overarching theme of her character, and I think Liberty wanting to control everything might be her overarching yeah. theme because that because if you think, go ahead, if you think about it, that's what ultimately ended her relationship with exactly one hundred percent, one hundred was her trying to control him and basically making him like feel like a piece of garbage mm-hmm. and like having him having to take two jobs and and like basically leave the job that he likes exactly so that way he could make have money for their baby right that she they, that they wouldn't even be in this problem if she had just mm-hmm. accepted that it was happening earlier on um and so i guess that leads into my into my plot point, I'm going to talk about the pregnancy which um mm-hmm. i i do genuinely love talking about teen mm-hmm. pregnancies on television and how and like their you know their realistic qualities and their non-realistic qualities and also mm-hmm. I just like talking about pregnancy in general because I I enjoy I enjoy those things I like knowing about that stuff so mm-hmm. Liberty does what the teen drama trope it, aka the teen drama's way of making it so that this character cannot possibly get an abortion is mm-hmm. Liberty decides that this is not happening. We see mm-hmm. it with Liberty. We see it later with Jenna in season 10 where she sees all the signs. All the signs are there and she decides to say, mm-hmm. you know what? We're just going to close our eyes to this. Yes. Um, and so that way she is now, I believe Liberty finds out five months along that she, well, she's known this whole time. She's, she's yeah. known, but she's decided not to tell anyone to go through it alone because she mm-hmm. doesn't, she has problems asking for help as she wants to be the mm-hmm. one in control. And mm-hmm. um, that's relatable. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think I would ignore an entire fucking pregnancy though. And it's like with, with this kind of situation, it's like you cannot ignore it to be like, la la la, this isn't happening. When you're at, eventually, you know, we can start the whole life begins at conception debate another time. But it's like mm-hmm. eventually... When you're at you're, when you're past the point of no return, and when you're like Liberty, and you are planning on carrying this pregnancy to completion, uh, there mm-hmm. comes a point when this isn't just your life you're thinking about. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So you're like Liberty's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna deliver this baby, and it's like, oh okay, then maybe start thinking about it. I don't know, I don't know mm-hmm. what you expected. Um, so yeah, <laughs> so that's where Liberty's at in season five. Now, before we delve all the way into you know, uh, pregnancy, giving birth in Bubby's car, all of that. Um, <laughs> I, I want to discuss 
how they how this series just decided to gloss over Liberty Elizabeth mm-hmm. Van Zant becoming a sexual being. Right? Like wh- how? I mean, okay, okay. No, they do touch on it when like when her and JT first start dating and they're like making out in the hot uh, tub. Yeah. Uh they do kind of t- talk about it. But like honestly, nerds play D and D. Yeah. Yeah. They're into some freaky shit. I would know. That I don't want to know. I don't want to think <laughs> I don't want to think about the freaky sex that Liberty and JT were having. Rest his rest his soul. Um <laughs> someone was probably dressed up as an elf at one oh, point. That's all I'm no. saying. I just I just want to know how they got to that point. Like I can see JT being like hey, let's start having sex. And I can see Liberty saying yes, but I would have, like, of all the characters to give a losing their virginity plot to, everyone got a losing virginity plot line. Mm-hmm. Except for Liberty. <laughs> was... Well, like, oh, so, so my thing is, it's like, I don't think it would have been JT mm-hmm. who was like, we should have sex. I think they probably dated for a while and Liberty had, like, a calendar and was like, okay, Time. now's about... <laughs> Now it's about the time when they would consummate their relationship. Oh. So let's go ahead and do yeah, that. Yeah, you know what? You are 100% correct. And JT would be like, oh, okay. Okay. Yep. He'd be like, oh, <laughs> shit. It's time to pull out that penis pump. <laughs> Which I like, I don't, I don't like want to imagine JT having a dick for some reason. Um, it's just a but Kendall. like, I can't imagine. I can't imagine that it would be that small. No. Like, they kept saying stack of dimes. And also, when you're 14, 15, look, <laughs> you're still developing. You're still growing. So it's yeah. like, they're, they're probably... I, I have seen dicks in my life. Uh, quite a few mm-hmm. recently. Um, not recently. Pandemic, like... <laughs> ma'am. We are in a pandemic. <laughs> we can't just no, be out here I, seeing dicks willy nilly. I, I am. I am currently only seeing one dick, but like, there are some people who do not like you know develop more. Mm-hmm. You know what? That's and okay. that's okay. But yeah, so it's mostly just Liberty somehow got herself in this teen pregnancy situation by mm-hmm. being too controlling and, and being too um, needing to be being too idealized of what her life should be as and too too independent exactly because at that point like like I can understand her being like I need to handle this myself Mm -hmm. because she has shitty friends like Manny and em- like Manny and Emma, Ma- Emma would be like, no, you have to keep the baby because then you're killing the right. baby. Well, and Manny, Manny, Manny would be like, Emma is presumably pro-choice now, but uh, because she and she and Manny have that whole like yeah. debate, and then then Manny would be like, no, like do what you need to do because Manny's that supportive mm-hmm. bitch, exactly. Um, and yeah, it- which for some reason I had this weird like thought in my head that Manny was like the worst and kind of terrible and bitchy interesting but she's not no i, I don't I, know why it might be and I just because of her her trope like you know the kind yeah. of slutty character like, like hot best friend mm-hmm. and i grew up in a conservative household so that makes sense. yeah anyway anyway um yeah with you saying that like, liberty was being too independent that reminded me yeah. of something that i saw yesterday it was actually a post mm-hmm. on tumblr but I mm-hmm. read it to Daniel yesterday and we were both like, wow, I feel seen and read at the same time. And this is it. Mm-hmm. It was get okay with being some level of burden on others. Yep. And it's like, 
You know what's a real burden? A person that is so scared of leaning in on other people that they try to be completely self-sufficient and you end up either having to help them indirectly or to save their ego or they have to break down in order to receive help, both of which are so much more heavy to the person that loves them than just being leaned on casually. And that was from Tumblr user user totally foobar. I don't know. I don't know who that is. But You'll have to send that to me because Mm -hmm. like – It's a good one. That – yeah, and that's something that I'm even working on today mm-hmm. because, like, like same same with Liberty. Like, she she her, like her friend. Like one, her family's totally controlling mm-hmm. and probably made her feel like she didn't like she need couldn't to, like, open up about this. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so which is shown kind of later on when her when their parent her parents are very like obviously like no, we don't approve of you even seeing JC right. like. Now you're going to have a baby with him? Mm-hmm. That's stupid. Um, and so Liberty probably just feels like she has to do it on her own. And yeah. I believe she says that she has to do it on her yes. own. And then I believe it's Toby and JT are like, no. No, you cannot. You don't. And you should not. And you cannot. Yeah. Like, and it's funny that you mentioned that what Emma and Manny would say. Because that's probably why – that's another reason why they had her – ignore it and not talk to anyone because uh you know for a fact that one of the one of either emma or manny would have stepped in you know and wouldn't just let her do this um regardless of whose intentions are better they neither of them would have just let her do this like i have a friend who will remain remain nameless um but i will be keeping this in the episode so i'm gonna try and keep it vague but i have a friend who didn't come out to me as being bisexual for a long time, mm-hmm. even though he knows I and all of our friends would be so supportive of it because mm-hmm. he knew we would be so supportive of it. And yeah. so he was like, I can't. I think I know. I think I know who you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. I think you told me. Mm-hmm. And so he came out to me being like, I didn't tell you for years because I knew you would support me and I, and I was trying to self-sabotage. So that was probably mm-hmm. Liberty's mindset. And that was like, she couldn't tell people like Manny and Emma because they would have been supportive of her regardless of her choice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's kind of it with the pregnancy without getting too much into JT Liberty. Yeah. That's yeah. a lot of the, a lot of the pregnancy storyline is JT and Liberty mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to exist together with this new yeah. burden. But yeah, you can you can give your second. Yeah, so my second one kind of ties in with the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. It's after after the pregnancy, um, and Liberty's dealing with the um, it's the fact that JT was a drug dealer, yes, and um, that she had to rely on that and going through a lot for giving up mm-hmm. her baby for adoption because I believe she wanted she eventually like really got into the idea of keeping this yeah. baby and raising it with JT. And... Yeah, they did flop so much back and forth that it was probably very emotionally exhausting. Yeah, where she starts drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, was it something that her parents said that made her like? start doing that because she was always seen as like the responsible one Mm -hmm. and then she became I forgot what kind of triggered it basically um she she drinks very heavily Mm -hmm. and gets really drunk and then she breaks things in the house and um it's a very small plot point but I think it's very important to talk about I think it was like a b plot in in someone else's episode but that's probably why I don't remember it Mm -hmm. all that often uh, all that much 
Um, but it's also important to mention that Liberty was probably going through some form of postpartum depression. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I can definitely feel that. Um, and then having to give up her baby on yeah. top of that. Yeah. When she was like, no, I want to keep it, mm-hmm. but I can't because like JT's going through this stuff and we're just teenagers. Exactly. So blah, 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 blah. And it's like that um, feeling of probably being like powerless and being like, yeah, I'm just a teenager. Which is, yeah, which is hard for someone like Liberty exactly. who basically sees themselves as an adult mm-hmm. and able to do things that adults can do. Yeah. Um, which you see a lot with the pregnancy and trying to like get a place to stay mm-hmm. and like like they were really mapping that. it out. Yeah. Um so I think it it's 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 a good plot point for people like for people who are struggling and like, oh, seeing all of my friends mm-hmm. being so successful and I don't and I'm not being successful. Right. Like all of my friends have graduated from college right now and I'm just transferring over to a to a university. Mm-hmm. Um, even your friends are struggling. Yeah. Even the what the, your most successful friends in, in this particular example, um, Liberty is going through shit mm-hmm. like that was not an easy thing to go through. And I would have loved to have an alcoholism thing with Liberty. Yeah. But yeah. We, they don't really touch much on that. We see her engage in uh, those kinds of behaviors a little bit in college, but it's not mm-hmm. as like pronounced as Ellie. Yeah. And it's not as like, yeah, it's not, it's not as constant as it is for Ellie yeah. or mm-hmm. other characters and, that struggle with addiction. But with, but with Liberty, the, the weird, the, the good thing about this is that like she this person who seems so stable and so confident in who she was mm-hmm. and who she is is basically having a mental breakdown exactly mm-hmm. and is turning to a very very unhealthy coping mechanisms mm-hmm. um as we will see on this show often yes mm-hmm. um so i think it, i think it was an important one to kind of touch on yeah. because of that because it does even now to this day it still holds some like type of uh thing yeah and what am i looking what's the word weight I'm looking for holds yeah weight. holds holds weight for mm-hmm. everybody like because yeah you know after a long stressful day i want to have a glass of wine right is it is it a healthy coping me- mechanism maybe not right but exactly as long as it's controlled and you don't go out of uh go out of control with it exactly like they do, mm-hmm. they always go to the extreme. Because it's a too, teen drama, you know. It's a teen we drama. Need the, we need the we need the drama. Um, we need the drama. But um, I also think that plot is really important for recognizing that the same way Liberty came into the pregnancy of being like, I'm going to pretend this isn't happening. Is it cannot possibly be the same way she ends the pregnancy and mm-hmm. like she cannot like you might like. It, maybe people would have thought viewers who might have watched that in real time, you know, old people, not us. Um, yeah. <laughs> people who would have watched that in real time might have thought like, oh, well, now Liberty's life can go back to normal. And I think that plot was very being like, it never will. It's a good moment for Liberty to kind of just like, I mean, it's not a good moment. Right. It's a it's a formative it's, moment. It's a for, yeah, it's an important moment mm-hmm. for her to kind of realize, oh, I'm human and I have these emotions. Right. Mm-hmm. and that which we which we then again see later where she's basically being stone cold mm-hmm. and not when jt dies yeah 
being stone cold and being like, and everyone, everyone's like, well, Liberty, Liberty, this Liberty, that. And like me as a, as a Mia stan, I was like, okay, but Mia's the one who he was currently with. Dating. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll talk about that more on the Mia episode yeah. that I will be on. Yes. <laughs> um, so this is where, oh yeah, we're on my third plot. Yep. Um, so fast forward, we were where season five, um, fast yeah. forward three seasons, um, so that we skip over all the JT dying stuff. Um, JT's dead. It, they have just graduated from Degrassi High School. And now mm-hmm. uh, Emma, Manny, and Liberty all attend Smithdale University, which uh, my question is, I thought Liberty was going to Banting. Because I know you're, right? Aaron, you're not there in your rewatch yet. But like she and, she and Damien make it a point to say at the end of season seven, oh, my God, we're both going to Banting. <laughs> Like, what the fuck? And now wow. Liberty shows up at Smithdale. So I don't get it. But um, Liberty's... Maybe Liberty had a change of heart. Yeah, maybe knows. she decided that she could not go to Banting because Damien was going to be at Banting. <laughs> yeah. But uh, she goes to Smithdale with Emma and Manny because they needed mm-hmm. a reason for all three of them to be on the series together. And she has her first, which is weird because they're Liberty is one of our first black leads on the show. Uh, Liberty mm-hmm. has her first racism plotline. Danny got a racism plotline before she did. She he does. He does. Okay. It's either in the season you're on right now, or it's in season mm-hmm. seven. It's one. It's in one okay. of those. Uh, but even Danny got a racism plotline before she did. But Liberty goes mm-hmm. to Smithdale. And mm-hmm. she decides she wants to join a sorority, which like mm-hmm. Liberty, the sorority girl, especially like maybe one of those like nerdy sororities, but not the right? kind of girls she was trying to be with anyway. Right. Um, Liberty's trying to make those college connections by joining a sorority. And so mm-hmm. she um, she's, you know, going through all of their hazing rituals. She's going through all their this, all their that. And mm-hmm. there comes a point when it becomes glaringly clear that these girls in the sorority are only entertaining Liberty as a potential sister mm-hmm. because she is black and they need to fill a diversity quota. And yeah. they, none of them in like, you know, diversity quotas, eh, there there's good and bad about them. Like it's like on the good side, it's like, yeah, your sorority is diverse, but on the bad side, it's, it's only diverse artificially and like no one particularly cares yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I I can't say much about it because I am I'm white, right, right. But like I as a white person, I see that I have that privilege, mm-hmm. and like it's bullshit. Yeah, like you should accept people as they are and not right anyway, right. And so like there, it's you know up and down, but it's mm-hmm. very clear. Like there are I'm sure sororities that can handle their, their diversity quotas very well, where it's like oh we're gonna except sisters of all diversities, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and But these girls, it was very obvious that they were like, we just need to find a black person. And so they find Liberty and they're like, perfect. And so, and the only reason it's clear is because they think they, like none of them ever, none of them make the uh, active choice to try and really get to know Liberty's story. They only operate based on um, stereotypes that they think, what, what they think her life must have been like. Like, oh, it must have been so hard to get into this school for you. And Liberty's like, no. <laughs> like, I'm so smart. What are you talking <laughs> yeah. about? Um, I'm like the smartest person ever. Yeah, I was the valedictorian at my school. What are you talking about? Um, so, like, they, they operate on all these assumptions about her. And my favorite one is when they're... So, like, part of their 
uh, initiation rituals. I won't call this hazing because it's not really that bad. Mm. But one of their initiation rituals was all the girls sitting in a circle and revealing their deepest, darkest moment of their lives. And obviously, Mm -hmm. Liberty talks about the time she was pregnant, which like, yikes, bad look when you're black. Uh Yeah. (laughs) Let's let's not talk about how my boyfriend died in my arms. Exactly. Let's talk about my pregnancy. Right. And she's like, well, the hardest moment for me was probably when I gave my baby up for adoption. And they were like, oh, my God. And then they were like, what about the father? Was he supportive? And she goes, yeah, but he's he's passed away. And they're like, it's one of them goes in a gang fight. Oh no. And Liberty's like, I mean, not really, but like he was just walking to his car and he got (laughs) stabbed. And oh yeah, she did say he was stabbed. And you're like, in a gang fight? And she's like, not particularly. Like, I don't know if you would call Lakehurst a gang. (laughs) Go home, Lakehurst. (laughs) And so that, and, and Liberty really has to, um, she goes, she jumps through hoops trying to get into this sorority. And there's, and like the racism really isn't the biggest thing about this plot. It's kind of, it's just a little sprinkling. It's not only the racism, it's also Liberty has to um, feign sexuality. She gets, Um, and this is actually ties into your um, alcohol thing yeah because, she gets alcohol poisoning yes she gets alcohol poisoning. and she goes streaking she yes, goes yes queen. she gets drunk goes streaking gets alcohol poisoning is a queen um yes <laughs> and there's well also... i think i think it's i think it's side side note i think it's good that they kind of showed that side of her because yeah, like i agree it, she's basically seen as like oh i have a stick up my ass exactly, exactly. whereas like even though this was to like get into sorority like I think that part of Liberty just needed a little push to mm-hmm. get out of there. Yeah, totally. Because now she's basically an adult, I would assume. Yeah, yeah. Um, she, They're at college, and, like, yeah, you're going to have fun in college, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's... She There's also a point in the episode where she, uh, I think she gives a guy her underwear to make, um, to, to that, because he's trying to get into a fraternity, into their, like, mm-hmm. their, the, their partnered fraternity. And he's like, and they, they put them in a room together and they're expecting them to hook up. And Liberty's like, I'm not hooking up with you. And so she then gives the guy her underwear and it's all just really gross. And it's like, Liberty has to try and pretend to be something she's not. So yeah, and just, I think the, the big takeaway of that plot is that Liberty goes to the greatest lengths to try and finally squeeze herself into a box that she knows she will never be in like she goes her whole Mm -hmm. you know high school life being this outcast then being the pregnant outcast then being the Mm -hmm. valedictorian and we do see toward the end of her senior year that like she just desperately wants to be Mm -hmm. normal like it's kind of it's not that she wants to be normal she wants herself to be normalized like you know how people say normalize this and she's like, let's normalize Liberty Van Zant. How about exactly. that? <laughs> How about we normalize just who I am as a person? But no one seems to want to do that. Yeah. And we end season seven with her being kind of like, well, I'm finally the, the girl that steals the guy from his girlfriend mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. And all of that. It, she will do. She desperately wanted to be like, please accept me. And mm-hmm. she'll she went to all ends to try and be accepted by this group of people and eventually mm-hmm. and like I'm I'm pretty sure she does not go to she does not take the sorority spot I believe no she says fuck you like, yeah 
you're racist. <laughs> yeah, like you can't. I can't just pretend like this is okay. So mm-hmm. she she then goes on her college career, not being, not having those, you know, networking ties, not having any of mm-hmm. that, like all those perks that come with being in a sorority that you would think Liberty, someone mm-hmm. like Liberty, should have if she wants to get into her career field, but mm-hmm. um, she decides to say like, no, I'm gonna go at this on my own. Which is like mm-hmm. you know the 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 happy answer to that, um, the yeah. happy ending, and so yeah, I think I always thought that was like a fun plot to give Liberty. Just the fact that they gave Liberty a big plot after high school, I I applaud them in the first yeah. place because <laughs> it could have been so easy for them to be like, okay, she's just now here to comment on Emma and Manny's college experiences, but no, like they, they no and it does like i mentioned before it does show show a different side of liberty mm-hmm. too yeah it gets to show us like this is her more insecure side this is her more mm-hmm. um like oh i'm sometimes she might one of my favorite liberty quotes is sometimes manny you just have to say what the heck and that's kind of what she does in this episode <laughs> she just mm-hmm. says what the heck and decides yep. to get alcohol poisoning uh-huh so we um, can move on to ship talk now which is like what we're calling talk. it now because I, I had a brain blast last episode, if you missed it. Uh-huh. This is now called Ship Talk, where we talk ship. Um, and so what can we start with? I guess we'll save JT for last. Uh-huh. Um, since he is her one true love. Well, let's start with Sean. Yeah, let's start with Sean. So Liberty develops a crush on, crush on Sean. Is that season one or two? I believe it's I season think, two. I believe it's season two, because I believe it's when Sean and Emma are broken up, which I believe is season two. Or it's even maybe season three. Yeah, okay. season three. Um, so Liberty develops a crush on Sean, which now has, it's, it starts the trend of Liberty going after Emma's men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so after Emma and Sean are broken up and Sean is out here being the baddest bad boy in the school, stealing laptops, breaking into candy machines, all of mm-hmm. that stuff. Liberty is like, I want to be bad. I want to be cool like you. <laughs> And he's like, no. He goes, Liberty, you're about as edgy as a butter knife, which is mm-hmm. one of the most iconic lines <laughs> of yep. those early seasons. And she's like, oh, I'm edgy. I'm on Says fire. Says the boy with braces. Says the boy with braces on just his, <laughs> on just his bottom row. <laughs> yep. But um, she, yeah, so she develops feelings for Sean, probably wanting, because like we as we learn later in the series is that her parents are fucking sticklers and they, Mm -hmm. they don't even like her dating JT who is relatively harmless, even though he did impregnate her. Um, Mm -hmm. But JT is relatively harmless. So they probably were like, really, they were probably putting ideas in her head about who she should be dating really early on. And they, and Sean was probably like one of the guys that she was, yeah, that she was like, I need to stay. They, my parents say I need to stay away from boys like that. So when she develops a crush on Sean, she's like, ooh, I want to, it's probably just because she wants to rebel. Yeah. Which, do you think her crush on Sean was real or do you think it was like a uh, rebound? rebound Like a rebound. Um, I don't remember exactly where she stood with JT when this, when this crush happens. Was this right after JT like really let her down? Yep. Okay, yeah. So yeah, it could potentially have just been a rebound. It could have been like, I'm going to go for the guy who is the exact opposite of what I've been fawning over for the last mm-hmm. two years. And I'm going to go after a boy who's not funny. I mean, Sean's funny, but not he doesn't try to be. Um, mm-hmm. he's, not, he's not a goofball. He's not cute. He's hot. And he's a bad boy. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she, so that, yeah, that totally makes sense that she's just kind of trying to one rebel against what she's been taught to go after her mm-hmm. whole life, and two rebel against JT. Yeah, and it's this this one's just another instance of like Liberty trying to fit in with somebody mm-hmm. that and be somebody she's not to impress someone else. Exactly, exactly. Like she, even though she has the confidence of a million fucking who's super confident she has the confidence of a million donald trumps i was supposed but... to say trisha paytas <laughs> she has that the confidence too. of a million trisha paytases <laughs> i think that fits better yeah but uh she but even if she's so confident she still you know wants to make her life a little bit easier mm-hmm. by being a little more accepted or even to go for someone as who like sean who he's not necessarily one of the popular kids he's actually the the antithesis of of what being popular was at the time which was he was bad and he was you know causing crime <laughs> causing ruckus and and doing yeah. crime so she was probably like if i can't fit in this way i need to find my people and she tries to find mm-hmm. it in you know in the the candy bandits which like mm-hmm. then i guess could lead us into towers <laughs> Which, I mean, there's nothing really to say about that. It's nothing cause... to say. Towers did not speak. Yeah, literally. He did not speak. He's, he, Towers is to Liberty what that one man is to Mercedes on Glee. Remember when yep. they gave her that one boyfriend right before, right when Sam came back? Yep. And they were like, oh, Mercedes has a boyfriend now. And it's like, the fuck? His name was like yeah. Shane. Yeah. And it was like, oh, he was just there to kind of exist as well, a and rebound. That, and yeah, that whole thing was just basically a rebound mm-hmm. of like JT being like, no, dude, I'm not into you. Yeah. Even though I honestly believe that JT was into oh, 100%. Liberty the entire time. I agree. But because she was the nerd, like. And he was so hell bent on being cool. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. he does end up being cool, but then yeah. once he ends up being cool, he starts dating Liberty. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Which I'm like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Weird, uh, weird, weird flex, flex, but okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so Liberty, so Sean, when Sean lets Liberty down easy, and he's like, look, I cannot like you like that. I'm so sorry. But you know who does is my tall friend over here, and we call him Towers, and we never find out what Towers' real name is. <laughs> Imagine popping out a baby and being like, Towers. <laughs> you know. With a Z. Yeah. Yeah, with a Z. <laughs> God. But, um, yeah, so Liberty then is then sloughed on to Towers. He's a, a member of the Candy Bandits, and he's black, so I guess that mm-hmm. that means that they're meant to be. Um, Apparently. But, <laughs> yeah. So then they just, they're together for a, a nice amount of time, and it's kind of cute, or I guess just as, like, a placeholder yeah. Um, for the rest of that season. Mm-hmm. And then... For JT and Manny to have a thing. Right. Like right. Two seconds. Yeah. Um, just so that JT can get to use that glorious, glorious penis pump. But, uh... So, should we go right into JT and then do all of that? And then Damien? Like, chronologically? No, JT, or... no, JT should be last because there's Grand a lot finale. to talk about that. Yes. And, um... Damien was just like a oh I'm gonna make out with you yeah well that was one of uh that so hopping over back okay touching back on Chris Sharp who he and Liberty don't end up like dating but he is interested in her for a little bit second instance of Liberty going after guys that Emma has liked Mm -hmm. um oh I guess we could even talk about Toby we talked about Toby and Liberty oh shit that's right Toby's episode 
but um that okay i'm just gonna say exactly what you what you guys said it was Mm trauma-based they they bonded over trauma yeah and nothing really should have came of it um, yeah even though for some reason toby randomly was like i have feelings for you Mm -hmm. like i I feel like i feel like that was so out of the blue like it makes sense trauma wise yeah but like then toby still harboring feelings for her Mm mm-hmm is weird to me. Yeah, I don't know if I kept it in the episode, but I definitely said when I when we when me and Daniel talked about it was like um, I could see Liberty and Toby getting together twenty years in the future, you and did. it wouldn't be weird. Yeah, like imagine did. watching like that Nicholas Sparks movie. Like I would be all for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right now, fresh off the heels of JT's um, untimely demise, mm-hmm. I do not think that that would have been healthy for either of them at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but so. That was, so yeah, she, she, after Toby, was Damien. Mm-hmm. Now, Damien, which I, we, we dropped the ball again. We totally didn't talk about Damien in Emma's episode. Damien is the only lucky motherfucker that got to date but all three, Emma, Manny, and Liberty. Oh, shit. He does the trifecta. Mm-hmm. Um, he's Manny's ex-boyfriend, who he and Manny hook up at Liberty's party on the day that she- and then he dates emma when emma's like you're my best friend's ex-boyfriend i can't do it after she and sean break up but then they i mean but she also dated peter right (laughs) yeah totally Uh, like i said emma was kind of a terrible friend yeah she really was like i'm really gonna let all these penises just wreck Mm -hmm. my friendship with manny but um she dates damien and then they date they're about to graduate and damien and liberty strike up a friendship because they were both competing for valedictorian because he was lake Hurst's valedictorian and Mm -hmm. liberty was degrassi's so they were competing about it and they were and she really hated him they were kind of an enemies to lovers which is hot which is hot like i cannot lie liberty and damien in those those few episodes are uh they're sexy. Mm-hmm. Um, they're sneaking around, and it's like, ooh, oh, hot. the dream. And so Liberty and Damien like each other, and they're both mm-hmm. gonna go to Banting. And Damien is dating Emma, but he Liberty knows that he has feelings for her, and she, he knows that she has feelings for him. But neither of them are saying anything about it because mm-hmm. like, I want to be a good friend to Emma. Then prom happens. Natasha Bedingfield is there. All bets are off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Natasha Liberty. Bedingfield. It's what, what teenagers fucked to back then. Oh, 100%. Okay. Unwritten? I bet so many teenagers lost their opportunities to unwritten. Oh my God. So many. I would. I would. The have. rest is still unwritten. The rest is still unwritten. Oh my God. I love unwritten. But um, <laughs> Liberty and Damien start making out at prom behind Emma's back. They're in mm-hmm. the pool. It's all hot. And then Emma finds out about it and somehow <laughs> forgives Liberty. <laughs> You know, which like, you know, she owes her because of what happened with Chris. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was like, you know what? You are allowed to, <laughs> to make out with my boyfriend after I implied you could never yeah. make out with my boyfriend. Yeah. So, you know what? I you got me there. Um, and then Liberty and Damien, nor Emma and Damien, neither of those things happen again. And then suddenly Liber- Liberty's at Smithdale. So she mm-hmm. they both dropped him like a hot potato. Yep. He was a, like, I will say he was a hot potato. He was kind of mm-hmm. cute. Mm-hmm. He had weird, like, pokey outy lips, but he can't help that. <laughs> uh-uh. 
that's all genetics baby yeah that kind of helped liberty kind of like experience sexuality with somebody with somebody who is probably more experienced than her yeah definitely i bet damien and manny fucked so much so much i mean Mm -hmm. who wouldn't though yeah i would watch that porn i mean i would like not now that they're legal adults yeah (laughs) um but like it's it's a part of like liberty one doing that thing where she's rebelling and Mm -hmm. going against like what people expect of her yeah and also fuck toby for being like oh you guys are making out yeah which like maybe he was just being a good friend to emma but it didn't need to be done right then and there yeah like Um, this is a different this is a we could have we could have handled this much more uh yeah much more maturely yeah he should have done what Katie did in uh, Mean Girls. What was that? Where Take- she just kind of, uh, in the, not in the Broadway musical. In the movie. In the movie, I believe she just, like, is like, you should, you should go, uh, she might tell him where Regina oh, is. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Like, oh, Emma, you should go to the pool. Uh, yeah. There are things at the pool that you should see and then have Emma walk in and be like, yeah. Liberty making out with my boyfriend? That's not what I wanted to see at all. Or, <gasps> Liberty making out with my boyfriend? Why don't I join in? <laughs> As uh, always, life would be easier with polyamory. Exactly. See, now you're learning, Kiwi. <laughs> wow, um, my simple monogamous <laughs> mind. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, I, I totally agree that, like, Liberty liberty exploring that side of herself which probably mm-hmm. felt very shut off after one having a baby two mm-hmm. <laughs> giving that baby up for adoption three holding the man who took her virginity in in her arms as he passed away um mm-hmm. like all of those things probably did put hey a... hot take liberty wasn't a virgin when they started ma- oh, when they no. started dating not towers <laughs> not towers <laughs> <laughs> virginity no i refuse to believe this we will let we will let the viewers we will let the listeners give her a losing her virginity exactly (laughs) (laughs) so that being said let's talk about jt and liberty let's do it you know um so obviously JT and Liberty's whole thing and it's interesting because like if you ask a, a lot of Degrassi fans what the most epic ship on the show would be I bet JT and Liberty would be in most people's <laughs> top three yeah. because it is that whole like it's got the it's it, it first of all it's the girl gets finally gets the guy trope where it's like mm-hmm. she's been pining after JT for three years yeah that's and a then, long time. That's a long time. And then he finally gives in. And nevertheless, she persisted. Mm-hmm. And then he finally gives in. And mm-hmm. they're dating and together. And they're adorable while they're together. Yeah. Um, and so, like, they're, they're kind of that ship that everyone was rooting for from the very beginning. Yeah. But then things go south when they go south. And mm-hmm. the condom is too big because JT has a fucking stack of dimes. <laughs> Which I mean, a stack of dimes, I mean, it isn't that like 
it's not Mom. short it's just yeah. skinny yeah <laughs> he, just, he just has a skinny penis okay JT just doesn't have the girth he doesn't have a girth <laughs> um yeah and we do get to see them be cute and mm-hmm. like Honestly, if she hadn't have gotten pregnant because of JT's ego, yeah, because that's well, that's what caused the pregnancy. If they exactly. just had the right size condoms, precisely, they would have been fine. But uh, with JT and Liberty, like, like Liberty, I feel like should have been like should have been more on top of that mm-hmm. too. Like, not to put the blame on JT and his ego because, like, right. I don't understand like why it's such a big deal. Yeah, especially but, at that age. Yeah, because you're still developing and everything yeah. else. Like teenagers, it's like, well, okay, maybe I am still developing, but I want to have sex now, you know? And it's like everyone around me is having sex. And for JT specifically, it was Craig is having sex with the girl that I like. Yeah. And so um, he, and so it's like, he's like, oh, I know that Craig is working with a lot down there and I am not. So that means, mm-hmm. does that mean that I'm not ready? And then it kind of comes into that whole like, well, physically yeah. maybe you're ready mentally you're not mentally you're ready but maybe physically you're not but yeah i have a feeling if jt if they hadn't gotten pregnant they would have been that high school sweetheart mm-hmm. couple and that they would have, have been gotten married and they would have been together forever mm-hmm. and he wouldn't have died because because he wouldn't have because been because they are such polar opposites mm-hmm she is such a stickler for the rules exactly. and everything else. And he's such a goofball that mm-hmm. it just works. Exactly. It would be that kind of relationship where JT brought out the more fun, quote unquote, fun side right. of Liberty. And Liberty, as you can see, mm-hmm. brings out the more serious, oh, I need to be more serious. Exactly. Yeah, JT and Liberty definitely like learn from each other. And they like feed off of each other's... like. Um, energies and it's really yeah. sweet and really cute you know until yeah the, until it all kind of goes to shit when JT is a little, a little too a, I, would, I was gonna say too big for his britches too small for his britches <laughs> when JT but is like, too small for his britches and gets her pregnant yeah like I can imagine like that even having any kind of sex was some kind of rebellion too because yeah, I'm sure totally. her parents were like, oh, don't have sex because then you'll get pregnant and die. Exactly. Exactly. They probably um, were abstinence only. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. We don't know anything about JT's parents. Because they don't exist. They don't exist. He's only actually, grandma. He's actually an orphan and he... <laughs> um, and they're actually dead. Um, something, his grandma does mention something about one of his parents leaving. Yeah. Like maybe his mom or something. Yeah, I think... I think that they, um, I think grandma is mom. Oh, yeah. Um, but anyway, what was I saying? Their, their, their relationship was so good until she got pregnant. Right. Which is both equally their, fa- their fault, mm-hmm. uh, each, everybody's fault, because, you know, it takes two to tango. Right. And then Liberty's fault is pretending it doesn't exist for yeah. too long. And mm-hmm. then thus giving JT less time to formulate a plan. Well, and, and she was going, she had all these pregnancy hormones, which was turning her into a mm-hmm. major bitch. Yeah, definitely. And like, like, and if, Li- like, if Liberty had just told JT and been like, hey, like, the condom slipped off, I think I might be pregnant. Right. They would have been able to work it out better rather exactly. than Liberty trying to work on 
being completely stressed out trying to deal with this on her own because of mm-hmm. whatever thoughts she has about JT. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like that whole, the way that the pregnancy was handled really was detrimental for them. Mm-hmm. And like then, so it's like, like I said earlier, like the, the emotional back and forth of being like, we're giving up the baby. We're keeping the baby. We're giving up the baby. We're keeping the baby. We're apartment hunting. We're get, talking about getting married all of that stuff mm-hmm. um, and then giving the baby up for adoption. JT is now fresh off of a suicide attempt. Yeah. All of that stuff. Like it really put a sour film over their, over relationship, their relationship and they yeah. never get back together. No. And it's very sad because we love yeah. JT and Liberty together. And, you know, obviously all the, all the episodes leading up to JT's mm-hmm. death are, you know, baiting the audience, making us, think oh they're getting jt and liberty back together literally, this is their yeah, grand moment literally the moment before he gets stabbed he's mm-hmm. talking to toby about how oatmeal. about oatmeal and about <laughs> how <laughs> and about how he has this great thing with mia going on mm-hmm. but he's still having he's still in love with liberty mm-hmm. yeah and like, it's and it's so it's like if I hadn't known, if I were able to watch that episode not knowing that JT was going to die mm-hmm. in it, I would have been like, oh, this is finally it. This is, they're, they're, getting, they're getting back together. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, at that point, we've waited a season. We watched JT be in a relationship with a character that a lot of the fans didn't even like and mm-hmm. well, all of that stuff. And we got to watch Liberty basically, I believe, still reeling from giving the baby up for adoption because she does become just a and, yeah. fucking wet blanket. Yeah, and dealing with like the jealousy that she's feeling mm-hmm. seeing Mia um, live her dream. Live her dream with like... See what she could, what could have been. Yeah, because if JT if things had been handled differently, they that would have been them. Exactly, exactly. And if and she hadn't... She probably she hadn't messed it up. She probably has that guilt of, oh, well, maybe if I had talked to him about it sooner, mm-hmm. that could exactly. have been us. Definitely. Like, she probably is like, if I hadn't messed up the pregnancy, mm-hmm. then this could have been their yeah. life. Yeah. And, and I it's... think I think that's why it's so hard for her at the end mm-hmm. of um, his basically, like, tribute episode. Mm-hmm. Why it's so hard for her to let Mia just have this one thing. Right, like right. I all feel- Mia's asking for is the one video. Yeah, and and it's such a big like moment for her specifically mm-hmm. after she finds out that Toby had been holding on to the fact that JT was still in love with her. Exactly, and she's like, you know what, Mia? No, give me that tape. We're gonna play it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's, that's a really big moment for her. That's yeah, she big, needed that closure. That yeah, that's a big sacrifice because it's her. like yeah, because they didn't really have like a real breakup, did they? Right, like yeah, like it was like um, he tried to kill himself, and then it yeah. was like, well, this is over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like which yeah. him, their last like rom- quote unquote like romantic interaction was like him trying to kill himself. Yeah. And, yeah. Then and then he's actually dead now. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then the the point at the party when he's trying to talk to her and being like, trying to tell her his feelings, but then it's all, you know, it's a wacky misunderstanding. It's all mm-hmm. jumbled up and she doesn't, and he misspeaks and all of that stuff. And she's, and she's like, well, and then come to find out from Toby 
it was actually that he was in love with her. So all of that plot coming all together with Liberty still, like, Liberty wanting to claim JT's grief Mm -hmm. as the woman in his life over Mia is wrong, right? Yes. However, it is, it feeds into the kind of poetic tragedy of um, JT and Liberty's relationship. It's very Mm -hmm. Greek, where it's like, she knows you know, like she knows in without any other reasoning mm-hmm. in the world that she was the one that JT was truly in love with. Yeah. And it and he, Toby being the harbinger of JT's emotions, <laughs> Liberty, her knowing in like just in herself that mm-hmm. it, that she did own this spot in JT's life is a little bit of the is the is a little it plays a little bit of the tragedy. It's like, it's a little bit of the, of the epicness of the romance. Yeah, basically. And like, but just, I think, I think that moment was a major moment of closure for her and kind of a realization like, oh, I wasn't the only like person who JT like cared about and loved. Like he had, he touched so many lives. Apparently. Mm -hmm. Even though he's a little shit for most of his time on Degrassi. (laughs) Yeah. But But like. Yeah, that was a great moment for Liberty to surrender her her uh, her ego a little bit. Yeah, and just be like, "Give me the give me the tape," mm-hmm. basically. And then yeah. having that breakdown because again, she's having that moment where she's mm-hmm. like, "That could have been us," and that right. could have that could have been our child. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally. But and now, just like like now, we don't even have that option of maybe in mm-hmm. the future because he's dead. Together. Exactly, exactly, and her finally letting herself feel the feel grief something of because you know, with, not just JT dying but like of what could have been yeah and like with liberty it seems to me through all of her interactions that she kind of just represses everything that she oh, feels oh 100% she suppresses it she shoves it all down shoves it all down until it mm-hmm. explodes yeah which same these <laughs> yeah we can all relate to that yeah yeah which uh, i guess that I, we've touched on JT and Liberty a lot. We, yeah. The epic romance of it mm-hmm. all. Uh, I do love JT and Liberty. They I do too. One of my, they were one of my like number one ships for a long time. And then the show kept going. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. I like these guys a lot better. Um, but um, so mm-hmm. I guess we can go on to our personal anecdotes. Okay. Um, do you have one ready? I don't think I have one. Yeah, ready. I'll do one. Um, okay. So I was, I'm also going to do a, a, what I wish they had done with their character. Cool. Um, so I was such a Liberty mm-hmm. when I was pregnant. No, I wasn't. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, surprise, <laughs> surprise, <please>. imagine, <laughs> um, I was such a Liberty when, uh, this is actually kind of hard when I was trying too hard to fit in to mm-hmm. this bubble that people had been putting me into, mm-hmm. um, like I've mentioned several times before, I grew up plus sized. I've always, mm-hmm. my entire life, I've been big. I've had people, including my parents, who are much bigger than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, Keely can attest to that. Yes, I can. Uh, talking about how I needed to lose weight and how I needed right. to change who I was. Um, and growing from that and being more an adult now it's something I still struggle with trying to mm-hmm. just exist as my partners and my um, therapist says it's hard right when you're put in this bubble of 
for specifically like like Liberty being this smart girl who does mm-hmm. everything right, who is like the best person mm-hmm. to um and then when you're not the best or you're not this, it's hard to just be the person that you are. Right. It's hard to just exist because in in specifically with me in my brain, I feel like I have to live up to the standard of, mm-hmm. oh, Aaron's fucking hilarious. So I've got to be funny all the time. Right. Like, I, I, I don't think I'm that funny, but apparently I am. People, <laughs> people laugh at my jokes all the time and then I'm like, uh, okay. Finger well, guns here. I wouldn't. I wouldn't keep unfunny people in my life. Oh, okay. I, well. I have a podcast to run. Here. <laughs> I wouldn't keep. I don't keep unfunny people in my life. What are you talking about? Um, like I still struggle with just existing and being myself and not mm-hmm. living up to the standard that I set up for myself. Right. Like my nickname was literally Sunshine growing up. Mm-hmm. My. I didn't know that. Yeah. My. Um junior year English teacher literally so for before winter break she gave out like little s'mores Mm -hmm. gifts to everybody and on one of the on the card she wrote a word that corresponded with like what she thought about you and like Mm -hmm. what word um she thought of whenever you saw her whenever she saw you Mm -hmm. and for me it was smile because I was always smiling so I which junior year was the hardest year of my life. There wasn't mm-hmm. a day where I wasn't crying. Like it was, I was in a major depressive state, but mm-hmm. I had it in my head. And I still do to this day that I have to be that sunshiny, smiley person. Right. And that if I'm sad or emotional, that it's too much and that I just mm-hmm. need to be happy. And I need to, I need to lift everybody else while I'm feeling absolutely destroyed on the inside. Right. Yeah. Um, and same with Liberty, having to live up with that standard of, oh, I'm the smart person and I need to not make any mistakes and I have to deal with these things that are stressful on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. And like, I think I wish, so that's my anecdote. And then I would wish mm-hmm. that, um, I wish that Liberty had more plots, more plots yeah. than like, oh, I'm fawning over this guy for like three years and we finally get right. together. <laughs> like, I right. wish... I wish it would have explored her and Danny's relationship more. Oh, 100%. Yeah, because we, like, we do get to see Danny being just like really protective over her. And it's yeah. like, we don't see what warrants that at all. Yeah. And, and like, I, I'm very close to my brother. Mm-hmm. And so it would have been, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> it's me. I'm a cancer, you guys. <laughs> um, but I'm really close with my brother. And so I love seeing sibling stuff like that mm-hmm. and I wish they would have done something more with that mm-hmm. totally totally mm-hmm. I totally agree yeah it's like even after Liberty leaves the show Danny's not like he doesn't mention his older sister often at all and she wasn't even at the graduation yeah but um yeah I totally agree I wish I I wish we had seen more of Liberty and Danny's relationship uh, aside from him just being weirdly overprotective over her and trying to beat up JT whenever mm-hmm. he got the chance. Um, so for me, I still really ha- haven't thought of one like particular instance. I guess I was, I'll, I'll do the same kind of where I was such a liberty 
when in my life I do a lot of the um I just I do repress a lot of things I do not like talking about my feelings it makes me feel performative I feel gross doing it talking to anyone until things build up build up build up and they explode as someone Um, who has tried to get Keely to talk about things that is very (laughs) accurate exactly and so and it's like it's something I try to work on but it's also like it's it I feel like I am in so deep at this point to where I am a little Liberty-esque in being like, what's the point? Yeah. You know, like, if I'm like, like, what is, what is the point of me opening up to mm-hmm. this person asking how I'm feeling when it's just not going to change anything, yeah. right? So that's kind of my mindset a lot of the time. And I try to be more open and try to be uh, more, you know, just generally not repressing myself mm-hmm. so often, but it's hard when um, you, you know, you've gone your whole life being like, I can handle this. I can handle this. I can handle this. Mm-hmm. And then oh, can't handle this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I guess that's, it's a, it's a short anecdote, but that's basically it. I, I am. And I, especially in high school and um, things before where I was told very, from a very young age by my mother mm-hmm. that uh, anytime I was, very emotional I was a drama queen yep which like me too if you see any of my any shared of my, trauma <laughs> if you see any of my uh my brand on the internet aside from at omg it's key I'm usually confessions of a 20 something drama queen um because that's like my I've cr- I've made it my brand I'm I've started owning it hell yeah um even though I'm not that dramatic anymore <laughs> I just like drama um yeah. but yeah, so I guess that would that would be my personal anecdote is like having to learn how to ask for help mm-hmm. and having to learn how to accept when people care about you because it's yeah, hard. That's you know, like it's it's a very Ooh. hard thing to do when like you're young and you feel as though your feelings don't matter. Oh yeah, even now, like I it's still hard for me to wrap around the fact that you care about me and Mm -hmm. you care about my well-being. Like there was a time where I was struggling really hard and you had reached out to rabbit and like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who's my sister-in-law by the way. Yeah. And not an actual rabbit. Yeah. No, no, (laughs) Um, And that meant a lot to me because I was like, Oh shit. I have people who care about me. Like, it's just, that's something even now that I have to remind myself Mm -hmm. like hey like relax but yeah like with liberty it it it's um it's that kind of learning how to how to exist as somebody who does somebody whose life is affected by others and somebody who affects others lives yeah because that was her big like downfall and I could totally relate to that is Mm -hmm. I I'm so caught up in my own ego sometimes that it's you know detrimental to people in my life oh yeah me too yeah I literally just experienced this with uh, my Mm -hmm. partner he had a friend moved in move in with her kids because she was literally living in a truck Mm -hmm. and like I was freaking out about it Right. And he had to explain it to me in that way to be like, wow, some of these things that I'm freaking out about are a little selfish. Yeah. Yeah. And that's hard to, to, to come to terms with. I have way hard term, hard of terms. I have way hard. Uh, I have a way hard time um, trying to come to terms with the fact that some things I do are selfish or wrong in yeah. general. Like I'm, I don't, I am not wrong ever. 
you know what I mean (laughs) well yeah and and like I have I have issues with feeling like I'm being selfish and Mm -hmm. so and in turn that makes me selfish because then I just keep to myself and Mm -hmm. don't let everybody experience the wonderful person I am (laughs) exactly exactly so yeah, it's like we can we we started this being kind of like ah eh, we don't really relate to Liberty and now we're like I am Liberty Van I Van am Liberty Van Sant. Cannot please be the title of this. Yeah, we didn't have one until now, but that's it. <laughs> All caps. I am Liberty Van Sant. <laughs> I feel like that encapsulates her character very yes. well. Too. <laughs> I am Liberty Van Sant, and I don't give a heck. Yeah, <laughs> I don't give a heck. <laughs> uh, but yeah I guess that's our episode yeah um, this was a good one it was a long one we took a lot of breaks if you guys couldn't tell I love me and Aaron love talking to each other we oh, love yeah. <laughs> we just we could just talk for hours and hours which is but awesome luckily this show is only an hour and a half hours, <laughs> so you guys are you guys are lucky uh, yeah but poor we, Daniel that's what, again why we could all never live together because all of us would just be talking over each other 100% <laughs> But um, we in housekeeping, which I, I guess we should have done at the beginning, we did end up receiving two emails <gasps> since the last. I don't as of today, which is December eighth. We're recording this on Tuesday. It goes up on Friday, so we could get more emails in that time. But mm-hmm. we've got two emails, which means two Christmas cards are being sent out. So that means there's still three um, opportunities to get a Christmas card from Daniel and I. Um, not me though, unfortunately. Not Erin. Sorry, <laughs> she you doesn't know, live in this house. No, what I should do is I should just send you a picture of me and my cats, so that way you can put it on your. I could superimpose it. Yeah. Into our Christmas card. Yeah, you just Photoshop me in like the background. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'm very happy. We got. I think um, the two people were Tierra and Tish. Who Tish is a long time. We've chatted about Jagasi often. Um, she follows me on Instagram. Oh, great. Yeah. Um, that means she's really listening. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Tish is great. You guys are great. Thank you guys for sending yeah, thank emails you. And, and sharing your, like, sharing your, your stories and how mm-hmm. you guys feel um, about us being so open and candid mm-hmm. on this podcast because it makes us feel, like, yeah. 10 times better I have about have, being. I'm, I'm a mental health advocate, and so mm-hmm. I have a hard time knowing when to stop. So mm-hmm. it's something that I really appreciate. Keely sent me... Um, the email and it makes it really appre- I really appreciate it when people appre- mm-hmm. when people tell me that they appreciate me being so open because sometimes exactly. I feel like I overshare. But hopefully, I'll be here mm-hmm. with um, a new a new co-host who you guys don't know yet. Who Ooh. I'm not even sure who it is exactly yet, but we'll see. You can't um, tell we'll them that, Keely. About- <laughs> Why? Yes, I can. You can't. You act like you know who who's gonna be there. Should... No, I I can't. You, we all know I can't lie. <laughs> Says the actress. Like, oh, I can act. I can't lie. I can't make my own lies. I can't. I cannot okay. do that. But next um, time, I'll write a script for you. Okay. Oh, please do. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll be here talking about Sean Cameron, who you know we know. I love Sean Cameron. We all love Sean. Cameron. Yeah, who doesn't love? Um, if anybody hates Sean Cameron, I will. Please email us. Yes, please email you. So that way <laughs> I, I want to know why. That way I can say strong words. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So thank you guys for listening as always. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.